Okay, so welcome to another episode of Behind the Host podcast. And uh, today we've got Sasha Herman, who's from Hertfordshire in the UK. She's the CEO and founder of Jesswood Properties. Sasha is a travel and property specialist, a mentor, a TV presenter, and a best-selling author to boot. So she's featured on Sky TV as a cruise ship guest expert. She's worked in a thriving career as an award-winning sales executive selling globally recognized jewelry brands. And today we're lucky enough to have her on. She's going to be uh, sharing her business and how she got started when COVID hit and brought the cruise industry to a grinding halt at the time. Just before we bring Sasha on and introduce her, I just wanted to shout out Nikki Hutchman, who is part of the hospitality community and also part of Boostly community or Team Boostly, it's now called, who has opened her third rental unit over in Spain. They've had a couple of tough years over in Spain with COVID, as as many people have, and uh, she's opened her third unit, welcomed her guests, and things are going well for her. So a big shout out to her. If you haven't already, come and join the hospitality community on Facebook and uh, share your wins every Wednesday. And you might get a shout out on the podcast. So thank you for joining me, Sasha. And uh, yeah, welcome along. Thank you, Liam. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honoured. Cool, cool. So let's get started by you explaining a bit about your business, uh, where your properties are, how many properties you've got and the sort of model that you use to operate them. Okay. So yeah, I'm based in Hertfordshire in the UK. Um, I operate about 40 minutes outside of where I live in a place called Luton. Um, I've got six properties that I do rent to rent on and I've just started managing as well. Generally, my market is the contractor market. So it's a very kind of business orientated town where I get a lot of contractors and people that are kind of working, business guests primarily. We do have leisure guests as well, but I started obviously during COVID when all the hotels were closed and everything. So that was the market I was looking to attract initially because the hotels were closed and contractors were still working at that time and had nowhere to stay. So I kind of saw a niche in the industry, decided to, you know, go out on a whim and set up a property business in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> oh, very brave, very brave. And uh, yeah. one of the reasons we uh, are so excited about this was talking about some of, first of all, the transferable skills from your previous careers coming into hospitality the, the bravery of the move into hospitality at the time, you did it as well because a lot of people were getting out at that time. Yeah. And also because the people listening, I really think they can learn something about those transferable skills, but also about the mindset when, when going into it as well. So what made you, going back to 2020, what, what made you make that switch? Okay, well, obviously in 2020, kind of everything had come to a standstill and my background is actually in entertainment. So mm. I've spent, well, many, many years working as an entertainer abroad and on cruise ships and I've done a lot of hosting on stage um, and on camera and I'm used to being in front of people. I'm used to talking to people. I learned and became a very confident person doing this kind of industry for, well, about 10 years with regards to working abroad and on cruise ships. So I had very interpersonal skills. I was very, I'm, well, I am very good with people. I'm good at building relationships. So when I guess the pandemic hit, obviously I couldn't do cruise ships anymore. I came home for other reasons as well and 
TV presenting, there wasn't a great deal happening either because people weren't going into studios and things like that. The virtual side came later, but at that point, I'd already decided that I was going to set up the business because I thought, okay, you know, I can talk to agents, I can talk to landlords. I, I didn't have that problem. And I'd stayed in some amazing hotels over the time I'd been working abroad. I was lucky enough to be put up in hotels, luxury hotels. So I knew what guests look for when they go away like, and what I would be looking for from a long-term perspective as well. If I was staying away for a couple of weeks or three months or six months. So when the opportunity arose, I mean, obviously I got myself educated first. I just thought, okay, well, now is a great time for me to provide uh, an opportunity for people that are needing somewhere to stay. And I wanted, to, I didn't want just kind of your average house. I wanted to make a luxury um, because even though, it, you know, contractors are still people that have got families and, and they want nice luxury places as well. So that's what I only said to focus on is to kind of make my properties more luxurious. And the transition, I guess it was quite easy from the, the skills I had with regards to being a host and presenting and being in front of hundreds of people at a time. But obviously I didn't, I, it was the knowledge that I still needed to make that transition. And that's what I made sure I had first before I decided to set up the business. Obviously, I didn't just think, right, let's set up a property business. You know, I'm not doing anything else. I'm sitting in my garden, sunbathing. What should I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds good, though. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got myself educated beforehand and I chose what I thought would be the right time to set up the business. Yeah, and how important would you say, because there'll be people listening who's thinking, you know, I've stayed in a few places and I'd love to get into that space because they've got an understanding a bit like yourself of, of traveling and staying in different properties around the world. How important was it getting educated to your success? Oh God, so it's so important. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to do what I do now if I hadn't if I hadn't have got educated. It's like when you start a new job. You don't just go in and you expect to know everything that you're doing. You know, you've got people that train you, managers and directors, and they teach you what you're doing. It's exactly the same when you're running or starting your own business. I mean, I never planned, this wasn't in my plans, <laughs> to set up a, a hospitality property business. It, that was never in my plans. It just kind of came out of necessity, which is, you know, that's kind of what I talk about in the book as well. But um, yeah, it's really important. You, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be educated and, and know how to how to run things, not just set it up, but how to how to start, how to talk to agents and landlords, and how to set up the property from the furnishing aspect and get teams in. Yeah, it's so important. You definitely need to be educated in what you're doing, no matter what it is. And what would you say was your biggest uh, learning curve over the uh, time that you've been doing this? My biggest learning curve is um, always to back myself, like don't give up when things are hard, which they were in the beginning. It, it wasn't easy, you know, getting viewings of agents in, in the middle of a pandemic, but it was easier in, in the sense that it wasn't so crazy busy and, and agents were kind of less stressed and more, more um, open to talking about things. And I think when you're first starting out, and you don't have a great deal of knowledge and you haven't got your first property yet, you can be very kind of get imposter syndrome and be like, oh my God, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't have the experience. How is anyone going to trust me? Why would anyone give me a property? You really need to back yourself. 
Um, and my biggest learning curve is, is just to keep going, just keep being consistent, keep doing what I was doing every day and believing in myself, believing I had the capabilities to do what was needed to get where I wanted to be. I think that'll resonate with a lot of people listening because, you know, determination and consistency together is a potent mixture for success. And uh, yeah. you know, that's certainly why, I mean, we've known each other from uh, a few years yeah. of being in the communities and, and things like that. And uh, it's great to see how things have grown during that time. And you touched on the book there as well, that you're now uh, part of a book called Hospitable Hosts and you're now a best-selling co-author. So how does that yeah. feel? It would seem so. <laughs> um, it's an amazing feeling. Like, again, it was not something that I'd planned on doing, being in the book. But when opportunities arise, you know, you, you say yes and you work out the how later. And, um, you know, obviously being in a book like this with incredible authors and yourself included, Liam, can't Thank forget you. you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just an opportunity that I couldn't say no to. And at the time, I didn't really know what to expect from the book or what I really wanted to get from being in the book. I just knew it was an opportunity that I needed to take. And I would like to think that I could give a lot of value to people that were new in the business or have just started out to listen to someone like myself that was just a normal person, nothing special, that started off, you know, brand new, not knowing really what I was doing, but got myself educated. And I wanted to give those nuggets of wisdom and to help people that might be looking to do a similar thing. And I, I hope I've done that in the book. You definitely have. I mean, it's a great, great chapter in the book. And uh, for anybody listening, please go and check out www.hospitablehosts.com and uh, have a, you know, purchase the book. All the proceeds go to children's charities and uh, it's a really good cause. And there's a lot of stuff in there which will inspire, motivate, and particularly your your chapter, uh, Sasha, because it was, you know, there's a lot about your, your family in there and, and what yeah. the reason you really got got started so yeah um, a really good share so definitely people should should go and check that out yeah it was and there's um i mean i got inspired by being in it as well by reading all the other author, author's story you know i think it's it's like a, it's a bible for hosts now for anyone that's already a host or is looking to be a host this is like the book to read to learn so much about from beginning to taking you through the journey to, to dealing with guests to bringing in teams to working with different softwares there's there's something from every one of these 40 authors that will make anybody's business successful i believe i think so i think so too and so let's dive more into your uh, your units how many units have you got at the moment six six units wow yeah. and those units how did it start off did it go you know sort of from one to two or did it suddenly suddenly go up to six how was no, it i actually started quite slowly because obviously i was new and it was a, a funny old time so i didn't really know what to expect i just knew what i wanted to get from it and so i started with one property and i managed it all myself as i still do now and I wanted to kind of get the nuts and bolts and get the foundations in place of how the business is run because I know a lot of people that, you know, they'll they'll get a property, maybe take a few shortcuts and just think, I just want to be completely hands-off and I'll hand it over straight away, but don't really know the nuts and bolts of the business or the foundations or the time and energy it takes to do it themselves. So how on earth are they going to know it? Who they're handing it over to is going to do a good job if they don't know it themselves. So that's what I wanted to do in the first year is really get to grips with what running the business actually entails and how much of my time and my energy and my mental capacity 
and my sanity it's gonna take <laughs> so after the first year once I realized actually I'm pretty good at this you know I've got a, a, a nice client base coming in I'm a really good big guest and I'm kind of getting a feel for automating everything I thought now's the time for me to get another property but also it was due to the demand as well I was getting a lot of larger bookings that were looking to stay with me, but I only had one property that could fit four people. So I was helping other operators out and giving the business elsewhere. And I thought, this makes no sense. I need to get more properties for myself. So when I realized the demand was there, that's when I thought, okay, Sasha, let's let's have a look and, and get something more. And I wanted something bigger this time because I wanted to accommodate a larger group. So my next property was a, um, it was actually a refurb from a three-bed townhouse to a five-bed fully en-suite property that we made oh. really luxurious space that sleeps 10 people. And that switch from you you seeing the demand growth is such an important point for people listening is that you you assessed the demand first of all, realised what was in demand, and then yeah. you've gone out and, and added that to your portfolio. And what was the learnings that you learned from having the bigger unit versus the first unit? Oh, okay. I found the first units were getting, because they were a bit smaller, they were in demand a lot more, especially with um, contractors and people working. That amount of people uh, always wanted to stay. With the bigger ones, it was a little bit slower at first, and I found I needed to look at two different types of markets because mm -hmm. I found I had contractors and business guests during the week, but then because it was a large house, there was obviously the leisure market as well that were looking to stay with friends and had weddings in the area and things like that. And that was a little bit scary because even though I wanted a bigger house and I wanted to accommodate more people, the thought of having 10 people in the property at one time was actually quite scary at first. So I had to kind of get over that quite quickly and think, okay, you know, you're providing accommodation for larger groups, so you need to expect larger groups to want to come. Yeah, and it was fine after a while. I realized I had to be very careful with who I let into the property, obviously, because we do still vet the guests and make sure, find out why they're coming to the area. I don't allow parties or anything like that. So, yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve going from just being able to accommodate four people to 10 people. I had to be a bit more vigilant, should we say. <laughs> cool, that's cool. And for for people, you know, sort of who tuned in, if, if they wanted to know how to vet, because... I'd have the same worry about hosting big groups. How is a good way to vet guests? To be fair, I within obviously the OTAs and things like that, I'll ask um, questions. If they inquire, I'll find out why they're looking to come, come to the area or kind of dig a bit deeper. Um, obviously, you know, some people do lie to you and, you know, you just, you just never know. You can vet people to the cows kind of home, but you never really know how people's behavior are going to be once they're there. So, but I'll always make sure that I take ID, I take a form of payment, I make sure I've got a good security damage deposit in place as well. And sometimes it's just intuition, it's just having that sense of character. Sometimes I'll just say no to people. If I don't get a, a good feeling or something flags and I think mm, that's not quite right, I'm not comfortable about that, then I'll just say no. It's, it's down to me who stays and who doesn't at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, having that gut feeling is is important. So, yeah. Looking at the tech, you mentioned you take ID. What tech do you use within your business and uh, which bit's your favorite? Okay, so I don't use a great deal of tech. I like to be quite um, personable with people. So I'll get on the phone and talk to them. I just find it's a nicer way to connect. But the three things I do use that I use all the time 
And the one thing I think really is important for me personally to, to be able to work remotely and just to be able to run the business as a business owner is I like to do everything from my phone. I very rarely use my laptop. So any tech I do use, it will need to be very sufficient and mobile friendly. I've got a really good channel manager that I use, Smoobu, which I've been using from the very beginning. And it's very easy to automate emails and put links in and things like that to online check-in forms or I can collect data. Um, so I use Smoobu primarily for most of the business, most of the automating, messaging, all that sort of thing. I use pricing software like Price Labs. Mm -hmm. I keep an eye on the rates and things like that. And again, all on my phone. Um, and I use QuickBooks for accounting and for invoicing if I'm doing direct bookings. But I think probably one of the biggest things that I've started with, just mainly for credibility, but I'm building up now, which I think should be one of your biggest pieces of tech or software in any hospitality business, is my website. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, it's about getting direct bookings. So, you know, you're not giving all your profits away. And that's what I'm currently working on improving is the yeah booking direct website so people can just and it's a more seamless process as well for people when i find some of the struggles people have sometimes with some of the otas the website is just a much more easier and convenient way for people to book and obviously they get a better rate as well so yeah i'd say my website my channel manager smoobu quickbooks which is a really nice easy interface and price labs they're kind of my three or four main tech I love the uh, I love the point of the direct booking website as well because as you know at Boostly uh, we're all yeah. about <laughs> direct bookings and uh, ultimately you can put your own stamp on your website you can you yeah. know you can decide who you host and you can put your own personality on so guests kind of know you know who they're staying with the type of place they're staying before they come along whereas a lot of the online uh, travel agents are very they're very they're not very personable you know no. they, they especially like booking.com for instance yeah. they, they they even prepare your description, your description. For you. yeah exactly it's crazy that you haven't got control over that so having right. your direct booking website is is just so important so yeah because like you said you can put your own stamp on it it's all about what you want to make it you can put about yourself and and know how you started that and and people will buy from people they know like and trust and if you've got a picture of yourself and they can kind of see your story and that you're a professional entity, you know, they're gonna they're gonna buy from you, they're gonna book with you. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely, definitely having a website is the number one thing in a hospitality business. That's cool. And if anybody is listening, of course, feel free to drop us a message. Is uh, that's exactly we are number one uh, website agency for hospitality in the world, Boostly is. So feel free to drop us a message if you're listening yeah. and need a website. So <laughs> what has been your favorite thing about being a host so far is there any guests which are memorable or any moments which were just like wow moments in the business my favorite thing about being a host I think is when I finally closed on my second property with the landlord I'd spent months talking to him and helping him with deciding what to do with the property to make it as profitable as possible but he had lots of other agents coming to him offering him higher rates and this and that but I felt I was the only person that stayed in touch that would go every couple of weeks to the property that would help him in any way I could and and I just built that relationship with him which I don't think the other people did and then when he finally said he wanted to work with me I was just like amazing wow this is incredible like I've just helped him turn he literally just bought the house 
Um, he didn't know what to do with it. He knew he wanted to rent it and get a good income. So I basically spent a good couple of hours with him probably last January telling him, you know, what he can do and put on sweets in and, and just how to make it a more profitable and desirable place for people to stay. And I would have been gutted if I'd have done all that and then he'd have gone with somebody else after all the work that I put in with him. But I've built a great relationship with him. So, yeah, I think getting my second property was a, a, a huge win for me. But also just interacting with my guests on a daily basis. Like I am a very personable person, so I will call the bookings manager or call and see how they're getting on. And yeah, I do, I do interact. I send WhatsApp business messages as well. That's kind of my first interaction. But yeah, I like being the backbone and I like being part of the actual business. I don't kind of automate everything. I still like to know my guests and, and my clients, as it were. It's it's one of those things where making people feel at ease as as you do, Sasha, is is such a skill. And being able to do that with guests you know by doing a quick voice message on whatsapp or, or you know messaging them across on uh, or giving them a phone call you know there's nothing yeah. personable than that and actually making them feel welcome understanding the reason that they're coming to stay and uh really giving that top hosting experience you know that, that is really cool so i think that that's probably the way that i've interacted with my guests i haven't sent any emails i haven't done any email marketing probably something i should do but i found Sending a little WhatsApp voice note or giving them a call is way more productive and works so much better. And that's probably one of the main reasons that I've got the majority of my direct bookings and I've managed to retain clients that have booked for three days on Airbnb and stayed six months with me direct is because of how I interact with them. It's because they'll hear my voice rather than get an email. Uh, and it's different things for different people, but that's me. I know that I'm good with people and building relationships with people. And I just find it's just a much more personable way to retain your clients. Yeah, 100%. When every like big stream hotel is sending across emails, which are very formal, when you've got people staying with you and you can just message them and, and you know, sort of befriend them really, then yeah. uh, it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? And then they'll always remember... People forget what you said, what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. And if you make them feel welcome, then uh, that's that's one of those. And when you get amazing reviews from guests that have genuinely had an amazing time, the majority would be about me as a host as opposed to the house itself. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, it's important that the house is clean and they love the house. But when people mention me as a host, and that's what really, like, I, I love that. I'm like, great, I've done if people remember me, I've done a great job. That's cool. That's cool. And you mentioned uh, that's just you. Is it still just yourself or do you have a team in place now? As I started to build a small team of people now. After, after six properties, after two years and six properties, I, did, I have started to build a team. I, had, I have a business partner now who was kind of with me from the beginning when it came to helping with viewings and things. And, and now he's like my financial guru, does all my finances and things like that. So he's amazing. But I've also started to bring in VAs as well, for those that not, don't know the term, virtual assistants, to teach them the standard operating procedures and the, the operation side of the business. Um, because I don't want to be a slave to the business. I do want my own time back, which is what I'm getting now. But it is important to kind of teach people how the business runs so you can have that time out. And that's what I'm slowly doing. I've got amazing cleaners. Cleaners, for anybody that's 
you know, just starting out or is on their journey. Cleaners are like your gold dust. They are the people that you cherish, that you look after because they look, they will look after you. And finding a good cleaning team is like imperative in this business. So yeah, I've got a good cleaning team. I've got a really good maintenance team. And like I said, I'm just bringing on some VAs to help within the business because it's not something you can do yourself like forevermore. You have to, you have to delegate and bring other people in to help run as well. Exactly. Just giving you that time back is so important because as you get more properties, you've got more guests and it's important that you stay on that most, the, the bits you like, but also the bits you're best at. So if there's you who's yeah. still messaging and talking to your guests or welcoming them, but the standard operating procedures are in place to, to allow everything else to continue, then that's really cool. Yeah. And that's one thing I realized as well when you were saying about your wow factor, it just kind of um, occurred to me talking about having time back. I think one of my biggest wow factors was when I, I think I woke up one morning and all my properties were booked. They'd all been paid for. And I was like, great, what do I do today then? <laughs> <laughs> I can go for lunch. I can, you know, I can work on the business, but my time is my own. Mm-hmm. And as long as I use it in the most productive way, that's a huge part of, of doing this job is, mm-hmm. to, is to create your time back and do the things that you love doing. Yeah, it's, it's the whole reason why we started we we don't start it to become a slave to the business do we and uh, unfortunately you do see many hosts you know who who do find themselves in that position but building a team around you getting your good people around you is, is just so important so what would be your top tip for new hosts or for hosts starting out okay so for new hosts for people that are starting out i would say make sure you get educated if you're brand new get yourself educated don't take shortcuts and make sure you always use a professional photographer because some people will just be like, oh, yeah, I take a couple of pictures on my phone, which, you know, is great. But taking professional photos is probably the biggest investment you can do in this hospitality business because it's all about in properties and what they look like and drawing the right people into them. So get yourself educated, know what you're doing, get a professional photographer, don't take shortcuts. That will be for people that are just maybe starting for people that are already in the industry, maybe been in it just a little, just started kind of recently, you need to think of yourself from the guest perspective. Like always put yourself in the guest's shoes and make things as easy as possible for them, as convenient as possible for them with regards to the whole booking process all the way through to the stay. And make sure you're always accessible as well. Like there's a lot of hosts out there that they'll bring people in and then you just don't hear from them. Like they, they don't know how to get hold of their host or how to get help. And even if it's not yourself, make sure your team are available to help with anything that needs helping. So put yourself in your guest shoes at all times and look at your business from your guest's perspective to have the most successful business you can. That's such a great tip because often we forget because we're busy hospitality owners, you know, we forget that actually there's a person on the end of this service who. Uh, yeah. you know, may experience a different service depending on what route they've come from, Airbnb, Booking.com or Direct. And it's really putting ourselves in those people's shoes at every yeah. step of the... Especially if people are coming from abroad and mm-hmm. they may not be used to the type of lockbox that you have every every day and your contractors are used to, you know, uh, or may not be used to filling in a check-in form. Like, it's just really important that you think, how would I feel if I was in that position and I was struggling and finding it a challenge? You just get frustrated and, and move on to something else. I had, I remember I had a guest rang me when I was on holiday at like 10.30 at night because they were struggling 
with something. And uh, initially, I was like, oh, my God, like it's 10 day at night. But then I thought, well, they're struggling with something. They need someone to help them with, with it. And, you know, I helped them. I'm sitting on my balcony. So it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's taking the responsibility of, of making sure they're sorted out, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And sometimes it's got to do what you've got to do. So now, uh, years later, six units later, what would you go back and tell yourself if you could give yourself any bit of advice uh, just before you, you got into the industry? Oh, what would I tell myself? I guess, like I said before, is just to always back myself, believe that I can do it, don't give up. Obviously, do lots of research as well, which... I don't think I'd have done anything differently to what I did because you don't know what you don't know. So when I think back to what I did, I feel like I did the right process for where I was at the time. So when it comes to giving advice to you know people that are just starting, just like I said, just believe that you can do what you want to do and don't let other people put you down and, and tell you you can't do it and things like that just because you're new because you're your biggest investment. You know what you're capable of. So you have to strive to make that happen no matter what. I love it. I love it. So we always finish these with some quick fire, just fun questions. So what was your most recent impulse buy? Oh, God. Impulse buy? What did I buy that was impulsive? <laughs> Maybe a holiday. Oh, I put, nice. Where about? Yeah, like two weeks ago after the book was published, it, I'd set up a few properties and I thought, right, I need a little bit of time. And, um, Within deciding I wanted to go on holiday, I booked it like two days before. Nice. Whereabouts um, are you going? I went to Malaga. I Malaga. went to actually a nice place in the mountains in Mijas. Nice, nice. For some, for some time out. It was lovely. Yeah, I guess that would say that would be my impulse buy. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's not a bad impulse buy, a holiday. <laughs> so uh, what's one food that you would never want to give up? Food? One food oh. you know, that you'd never want to give up. Prawns. It has to be Prawns. seafood. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love, love, love seafood. No matter where I go, whatever country, whatever restaurant, I have to have seafood in some form. I couldn't, I couldn't give that up. I love it. Is that from uh, years on the cruises, getting to sample seafood from all over the world? Quite possibly. Alaska might have had something to do with it. <laughs> getting the best crab in the world. And, <laughs> yeah, Portugal. Like I've been to some incredible places and I've had sampled some amazing seafood. So... I wouldn't want to give that luxury up. <laughs> I couldn't not ask this as your TV presenter. What's your favourite TV show? Oh, uh, Place in the Sun. Place in the Sun, nice. So yeah. would we? Would would it be nice to see you on Place in the Sun? Would you like to be a presenter? I would love to be on that show. And and ironically enough, that is kind of where my journey started mm -hmm. um, with watching A Place in the Sun with my mum when, when she was sick. And I kind of talk about it more in the book, but... It was um, a point where she was very, very ill and I knew that at this point she wasn't going to be able to get up again or experience going for a walk or the sun and she wasn't going to be able to go to Spain with me like we used to do when I came back from ships. And A Place in the Sun was like her favourite programme. And I used to sit with her next to her lying in bed and like I was just heartbroken because I just knew the position she was in. And she was saying to me, Sasha, like, why aren't you on this programme? You should be presenting on this programme. I was like, yeah, I know, Mum, but um, I don't know anything about property. She's like, well, you need to go and learn, don't you? So and that's what's, that's that, what's would, that was catalyst. I thought, well, yeah, okay, you're right. I do need to go and learn because I, I had the presenting skills, I had the travel skills, and I actually at that point looked up 
all the presenters because I thought sometimes with a presenter you don't really need to know about it you just read a script and you need to have an idea and just be very confident with what you're presenting but when I actually looked into it all the presenters were property investors they'd done something in property so I was like oh crap like I really need to actually learn something and that's what started it that was kind of my mum, my mum's kind of last wish for me was to get myself on that program as a presenter. So I, that's where I started my education was um, learning all about property. So yeah, now I'm a little bit closer. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with us because you know it's it's an amazing catalyst. But also, I could see you being a presenter on there. That would be amazing. So if Thank anybody you. listening knows the production <laughs> team, definitely get in touch with with Sasha. And that is an inspirational story. Um, and speaking of which, our last question is, who inspires you? Oh, God, so many people inspire me. i tell you one of the first people that comes to mind who does inspire me is the man himself, Mark Simpson. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He'll be happy. He'll probably, he's probably watching this, so uh, he'll be happy. He's so much, not just for my business, but for the hundreds and thousands of people, of businesses that he's helped, just with the little tidbits he gives, the value he gives each and every day, these challenges, his book direct playbook, he is so inspiring. And he started just like the rest of us with his granary and, you know, just one house and and then realized there was a market for helping people. And now look what he's achieved. So, yeah, I'd say Mark Simpson. That's a great answer. And uh, I know we're biased because he's helped both of our businesses grow and obviously we're on the Boostly podcast, but he has truly helped so many people. And even this week, if you're listening to this on the podcast, obviously I've been a gone, but if you're watching this on the Facebook Live, he is doing a five-day challenge at the moment. Yeah. Which is worth getting involved in So to help people boost their bookings. So thank you so much, Sasha. Um, so if people wanted to get in touch with you, I've got your flow page here. Uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Would it be the flow page? So, yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram under Sasha Starlight 79 where my flow page will be, where there's links to, to book a call with me if they want, anybody wants to work with me. Obviously, go and buy the book because it's an incredibly inspiring book. That's all on the flow page. I'm also, you've got the website, jesswithproperties.com, and I'm on Facebook as well as Sasha Herman. So there's, there's a few ways people can, can get in contact with me. That's cool. And for anybody listening on the podcast, it's www.flowcode.com forward slash page forward slash Sasha Herman. And uh, that will take you through to all of her links. You've got to buy a book. And uh, you talked briefly about uh, you doing offering one-to-one mentoring now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've done it. I've been doing it for two years now. So not as long as some people, but I've realized that I've learned so much in that time that I've definitely got enough experience and knowledge to help other people that are brand new that where I was two years ago. So I've started helping people that are brand new to the industry and looking to maybe work with someone that isn't like 10 years ahead of them, someone that they can relate to, which is exactly what I did when I first started. I looked at mentors that were just a couple of years ahead of me and I thought, okay, if they can do that, I can do that. So, and I've had a lot of people asking me for help and, and how to get into the industry and things. So that's kind of where that kind of arm came from. That wasn't in the plans either, but I like helping people. So that's um, that's what I started doing now is, is one-to-one coaching. Sasha, I'm sure after sharing that story, you know, that's going to have inspired people and certainly the story in the book as well, that you're going to have people reaching out to you in their droves to come and have some training. Because like you say, it's so important, just somebody who's just ahead of you 
you learn so much more than somebody who's 10 years ahead of you. So. Yeah, because it can be demotivated. If you think you, you can't get there. If you work with someone that's got like 100 properties and you're just starting out with your education, you think, oh, my God, like how am I ever going to get to that? And you compare yourself, whereas you want someone that you can – kind of is a role model that you inspire to be like in, in two years' time on a similar level. So that's just kind of where I came from two years ago. So that's what I want to provide to other people that are now in the position I was in then. 100%. And what a nice way to end. So thank you again, Sasha. Um, for everybody who's listening, please come and check out the hospitality community. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you for the next uh, Behind the Host podcast. Did you have any closing comments, Sasha? Um, I would just say... You know, just please make sure you go and buy the book, guys, because it's really, really inspiring for anybody that's in the industry or looking to be in the industry. It's just a great read. It's a Bible to me. And if opportunity doesn't knock, then build yourself a door. Yeah, certainly. And I've taken a lot away from today in terms of the consistency, the determination and taking that opportunity, like you say. So yeah. thank you very much, Sasha. We'll, uh, we'll see you at the next time. Thanks very much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure.